3: Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Dori Shafrir. I am Kate Spencer. We are not experts. Nope.
2: Don't get it twisted. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums.
3: And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, our listeners. We take emails, phone calls. Yep. We would take an owl message from an owl if one ever came. Or carrier pigeon. Carrier pigeon. Yeah. Um, You can leave us those voicemails at 781-591-0390. And you can email us at forever35podcast at that's 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 where we go. Yeah.
2: Should we kick it off? Yeah,
3: let's kick it off.
2: Okay. I included the title of this email because I loved it so much. 30 flirty. And not thriving like I thought I would be. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to seek your advice and see if maybe you too had any suggestions or feedback about the problem that's been plaguing me for over a year. I finished my Bachelor of Social Work program last October. And ever since then, I have been having a hard time seeing what my next step should be. I just turned 30 and I know that I'm not old all caps, but I have this overwhelming feeling of being behind in life and I feel like that is keeping me from being proactive in planning my future and keeping me from being brave and trying something new. I have also had the same job for the last 10 years. It has little to do with my degree, so I really want to quit, but it's also all that I have known and I am afraid to lose a steady paying job. I guess what I would like some help with is figuring out how not to feel like a loser and make some real changes in my life to follow my career dreams. I'm not looking for a miracle, just some friendly advice. Allison Livingstone is literally goals. Her career is incredibly impressive and I admire her success greatly. Tell her I said that, LOL. And any tips she has for overcoming feelings of not being good enough would be so
3: welcome. Um, I did tell her and she said, thank you. (laughs) Um, well, first of all, you're not a loser. Yeah.
2: You have a bachelor of social work.
3: Yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations. I mean, I think the first thing I would do is just kind of start by like like being kinder to yourself and about this and just kind of accepting like you did this amazing thing and it's hard to go back to school especially as a like as an adult. So I, th- I think that's really great. It's also hard I think
2: for us as individuals to to see our accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And and listing out I would I would get into lists. This would be my advice to you dearest listener. I would make a list of the things that you've accomplished that you're proud of. And like, for example, you've had a steady paying job for 10 years. Like I, we're, we're gonna get, we'll talk about your job because I do think like you need a change, but that's also something to be really proud of. You're a functioning human and you completed a bachelor of social work, which is amazing. So
3: it sounds like while you were working full time. Yeah,
2: you're we're inspired by you. Yeah. The other thing I would do is to start listing out What you want to accomplish, like start putting down on a piece of paper what you want, what kind of job it can be as lofty as possible, right? Because we you might be making some big life changes. So, what do you want your next job to look like? What career move do you want to make? What would it be? What about you mentioned Allison, like what about her job and her career? Something that you want to emulate, start listing out some concrete goals, and then I think we could you can start looking at each one individually and laying out some steps for how to accomplish them. Like if your goal is to leave your job and find work perhaps that better fits your degree, let's write that out and then let's list some steps that need to be taken to get there. Like concrete manageable steps. Like I need to one, identify places where I'd want to work. Two, identify who to contact at these places. Three, like, fine, where do I send my resume? Make sure my resume is in order. Write a great cover. Like, all these, there are concrete things that are not fun to do, but actual concrete, tangible things you can do to start making the changes you want in your life so that the, having a career change is a huge, like, overwhelming, it feels like a really big thing, but if you kind of start breaking it down into smaller bits, I think it can be an accomplished
3: goal. Yeah, I mean, I think, a couple more things just to add to that. One thing I would do is think about what compelled you to want a bachelor's in social work to begin with? Like what what were the original things you were thinking about and what did you kind of envision your life looking like once you had finished that degree and how did you think your life was going to change? I think that's related to what Kate was saying, um, but I think that's just like a useful exercise. The other thing I would do is your school probably has some kind of career services alumni network. Um, I would reach out to people who went to your school and ask, you know, ask them for advice, ask them for informational interviews. Um, there might be places that are hiring people from your school. Like I, Your school probably has resources that you can take advantage of, and, and I would take advantage of them.
2: I also think that the job is kind of the biggest thing I took out of your email in terms of like a life change you want to make. And when you have a huge life change, I would say that that is the time to tap in all the favors that you want to call in. So make sure you're in a place where like if you ask, if say ask somebody to pass along your resume and they say, yes, you have your resume ready to go. But I would say like reach out to make those scary kind of uh, phone calls or emails that to people that you have maybe been saving, you know, your list of, totally. of favors you want to call in. Um, the other thing I would I would say, did I cut you off, Dory? Did you have another comment? Go for it. Is you want to leave your job because it has little to do with your degree, um, but you're afraid to lose a steady paying job. And also there's a little bit of security there because you know, you're comfortable, you know what you're doing. So we don't know what your finances are. We don't know if you have student debt, other kinds of debt, if you are caring for people, um, if you have mortgages to pay, if you have a billion dollars in savings and you can, you know. So I would say um, make sure your finances are truly in order and you have at least six months worth of Money to support yourself fully if you were going to leave your job. That's kind of the number people give, right? At least six months to a year's worth of money
3: saved. A year might be tough, but I think if you have, I think if you have six, I I think this is like if you are planning on leaving your job without another job lined up, you should have six months of savings. Yeah, I once did it
2: with about two months of savings and that was a bad idea. And then I quickly got a new job but yeah it really does the money goes way faster than i expected um
3: Um, but keep us posted let us know how things go and and we will be rooting for you and thinking of you
0: good luck here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states
2: Kate, should we hear a voicemail? We can hear a voicemail. Okay. It, this voicemail is a recommendation. Okay.
4: Hey, guys. This is Rebecca. I'm um, just calling because I am driving from my home in Knoxville to Atlanta, and I am, of course, binge listening to my favorite podcast, Number 35. And I just needed to do a quick voicemail because I heard you guys talking about reading recommendations and stories. Um, told us about her love of cozy mysteries. And so I had to share my favorite genre of cozy mysteries. Um, they're going to last. It's kind of amazing. Mary Higgins Clark. Yes, I used to read them in the sixth grade, seventh grade. They are not scary at all, but they're a complete release, like escape. They're hilarious in their like, descriptions of the Lord jumpsuits handsome women and so utterly predictable but also so much fun so had to share that also shout out to my best friend molly who introduced me to forever 35 um you guys are the
3: best okay thanks Bye. thank you rebecca gosh i don't think i've read mary higgins clark i've never read mary 20 higgins. years but you have read i mary have read, read mary higgins clark are they cozy way and fun? back in the day i barely remember them um but yeah, maybe I will just give those another shot.
2: I, after our conversation about cozy mysteries, I've wanted to like dip my toe in. I don't normally read mysteries. Just give Maisie Dobbs. <laughs> I'm going just, to. Just... I have a bunch of other books I need to get okay. through.
0: All and right. then
2: I'm going to give Maisie Dobbs a try.
3: Good old Maisie. Can't wait to talk <laughs> about me- Maisie. Really. Oh my God, I meant to tell you. Yes. I So I'm, I, I have somehow found myself in a book club. Oh, congratulations. Even though I feel like you actually wrote an essay. I did. About how you... Which they are all aware
2: of. (laughs) You (laughs) were... But you know what? I do think a book club is a great social activity.
3: It is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's... The point is that... Sorry. um, We were trying... We were deciding on the next book. And I had... I was talking about Maisie Dobbs. And then someone was like, we should read Maisie Dobbs. So now they're all reading Maisie Dobbs. And I'm a little nervous. <laughs>
2: like it's re- going to reveal something about well, you? Well,
3: it's just like, I, oh, I was like, look, it's not, you know, right. it's not fine, high literature. It's very enjoyable. I actually think it is well written. Um, but, you know, these are not complex Which is stories. Fine. I don't know why we think books have to be this fucking like
2: challenging puzzle we okay, have good. to solve.
3: Um, right, yeah.
2: Books don't need to like break our brains, so I will report back. It is a lot of pressure being the person who chooses. Well, the especially book club because
3: book. I wasn't, I, I didn't, I wasn't like suggesting it really. And then people were like, "Let's read that." And there were definitely a couple people who were sort of like, "Um, no." But, maybe they're going to be <laughs> the they ones got who got overruled. The most. Um. All right. Should all right. I read this email? Read this email. <clears throat> Hi, Kate and Dory. My name is misspelled. Well then throw this email. But I will out. forgive you, listener. I'm a new listener to her podcast. Well, she's a new listener. There we go. And I look so greatly forward to the happiness it provides me during the week re- during the week. I typically listen while I run, and you guys make for great running partners. Kate, I so deeply relate to that feeling of anxiety that comes with summer passing so quickly. I've dealt with that feeling since childhood. This particular summer has been a tough one for me. I usually so strongly desire to make the most of every moment, but some stressful life circumstances have put me in a lingering depression that hasn't plagued me for quite some time. I'm feeling quite numb these days and feel as if I'm wasting away these precious summer months. My question is, how do you handle these truly low, low moments in life when things aren't quite as vibrant as usual? My usual methods of self-care, exercise, time outside, etc., <clears throat> aren't really cutting it i do see a counselor who has helped me in more ways than one but i'm curious how you guys weather those big old men- bigger mental storms in life thank you for creating this gem of a podcast i can't read apparently why I You feel like i was stumbling no you that. did a great job oh thank you uh
2: my listener sweet listener L- look we're not experts we're yeah. also not doctors I don't want to speak for yourself. (laughs) Dory might be pursuing a (laughs) medical degree. I don't, I just don't want to, um, we're not armchair psychologists or whatever the word is. I don't want to do that to anyone who writes in or calls in. However, you said a couple of things that make me think that you might want to like check in specifically with your counselor. And maybe see a psychiatrist. And see a psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, A lingering depression, feeling numbness from a long period of time. Again, psychiatric medicine is not for everybody. I wouldn't want to presume that it is. It might not be a choice for you for many reasons, but it has helped me immensely. Helped me? Yeah. And I think there's no. Helped my husband? There's no shame. Helped my dog? It's helped. Bo and I are on the same (laughs) medication. And I, there's no shame. And it's also something you can do long term. It's something you can do short term. Yep. It's something that you should sit with a doctor and really think about and figure out. But I, I do feel like that might be at least something worth exploring. I think that's very good advice. Um, because that, that, that's kind of what I went through where I was like, wow, all the things I do. And my psychiatrist even said this to me. She was like, you seem to have a lot of practices that really like you use to help manage your anxiety. And I do. I do exercise, breathing, meditation, time outside, sleep, eating well, limiting caffeine, the list goes on and on. And still my anxiety was really flaring up. And so I, I think what my psychiatrist was trying to say was like, you have a lot of great practices, but also here's like one more you can add to the mix. And it has really helped. And so not to just like make the leap to medication and not suggest anything else, but it just from reading your email, it sounds like you're going through a big thing. The way you're feeling is lasting for a long time. And it, that
3: might be something that would really, really help. I think that's great advice. Because, I mean, one of the, I mean, you, you listener, you acknowledge that you are in a depression, um, but at least for me when I'm in a depression and this is like one of the things on the checklist of like, are you depressed is that you don't get pleasure out of the things that you normally get pleasure from. Mm. I don't, I don't don't
2: have depression in that way. Yeah. Interesting.
3: Yeah. So that is usually a good indicator for me that something is wrong when the things that I normally like to do, I just, I don't have the energy or I don't feel like it or I do them and I just feel blah. Um, And this fog that you describe is something that I feel I'm very familiar with. And your life does not have to be that way. Yes. And I think there's no, I think in suggesting
2: medication, it's another tool. It's not in replacement of, it's another thing that you can add to your life to help um, manage and make yourself feel better. Totally. Totally. Um so I I wish you the best of luck. I wish we had other thoughts, but that to me is the biggest one. Yeah. You seem like you are taking good care of yourself and doing everything right but still having a really hard time. So please know we're sending our love. Yeah. And thank you for listening to us while you run. Yeah, that's that's a challenge. Definitely. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning, in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness. Dory.
3: Mm. OK. Which is OK. I know This is a
2: bull on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, Oneskin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. Times. OneSkin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and, more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co that's 15% off oneskin.co with code over 50 after you purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you we? we have one more voicemail okay let's hear it okay
1: hi Kate and Dory um my name is Sophia I am from Seattle uh and I have a fun beauty related thought experiment for you guys um so I want you to imagine that you've been stranded on a desert island for several years, uh, full castaway style. And finally, someone has finally responded to your distress calls, and they let you know that a plane is on the way to rescue you later today. They also let you know that the plane is uh, – the captain of the plane is incredibly handsome. He looks just like a young Paul Newman. And the co-pilot is, is a Zelda. Uh He has given up acting, and he's a pilot now. Uh, they are going to be accompanied by Oprah Winfrey, along with a full film crew and Michelle Obama, because your disappearance has attracted so much national attention. Everyone's super concerned. Uh, your rescue is going to be broadcast live all across the world, including to a club that consists entirely of all of your ex-boyfriends and every girl who was mean to you in middle school. Luckily, your makeup bag is waterproof, and so you've kept it with you this whole time. What five beauty products do you hope are in there? Uh, So have fun with that. I have been thinking about it all day. So far, all I've come up with is uh, mascara and a pair of squeezers. uh, And let me know your answers. Have a great day. Bye.
3: I mean, I have a lot of questions. This is
2: such... <clears throat> did you make up this thought yeah. <laughs> experiment? Or did someone say this to you? And you've been thinking about it all day. The specific <laughs> the details. <specifics. laughs> Do you know us? Because you knew I, Oprah Winfrey and Michelle Obama would probably be my two people I would want to come rescue. I would cry so hard. I would need waterproof mascara. That's my first one. That's a good one. If you get rescued and Michelle Obama and Oprah were there on the plane, and we've been on a desert island... So not only are you like elated for being rescued, but then like your personal heroes are on the totally plane. plus hot plus also Idris Elba was like forget acting I'm yeah be a pilot and this, the, and this thought experiment makes no
3: sense no it makes no sense also like why would all my ex boyfriends be together in this club they don't know each other
2: I hope they don't
3: and all the girls that were mean to me in high school now they know my ex boyfriend what about the
2: men who are mean to us what's
3: happening this
2: world that that you've introduced <laughs> us to. It it it's crazy. But let's mm-hmm. say we let's say we were in a situation where you had to be presented to the world after being on a castaway style desert island, and you
3: could only use five. There were five things I mean, in your makeup. What would I think? I would also request that someone drop ahead of time a care package with some more toiletries
2: and like a a person from Dry Bar <laughs> like to do a our hairbrush.
3: Hair. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what
2: I'm thinking. Yeah. Dry shampoo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Concealer. hmm Mascara. Mm-hmm. Clinique Black Honey. mm mm-hmm. For just a subtle lip. hmm You're not going to need, like, I don't, concealer. You're not going to... You're, you're probably... You've got a tan or a sunburn because you've been on an island. Yeah.
3: For sunscreen?
2: No, we don't need that for the appearance. For the cameras. Yeah. Maybe
3: some sort of, like... Uh, Press powder,
2: yes, because you can look very oily on yeah. The camera. I yeah, that the hard way.
3: Mm-hmm. Is that five? That's five. Because we
2: could t- tousle, 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 our hair with our fingers.
3: Yeah, I might not like. I might even if there was something else. I, I think the first thing that I would replace would be the dry shampoo. You wouldn't want dry shampoo. Well, I would, but I'm saying like, yes, Kate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I always have to raise my hand. She
3: waves it frantically. <laughs> we would have been on an as island. though I would call on someone else. <laughs> this
2: I use a sea salt spray in my hair so I think knowing that the plane was coming I would have taken a bath in the ocean and used the ocean water to do my hair right
3: and our hair is probably like really long by this point
2: yeah right definitely yeah we wouldn't want a tweezer because you've been growing out your eyebrows totally I feel like lip color deodorant oh also for me contact solution and new
3: contact. But this is just for the cameras. Okay. This isn't like for the rest of your life. I Lips agree. and eyes. Yeah, I think lips and eyes, because like I probably wouldn't need any blush. No, we're sun kissed. Yeah, but I, I think I would like some sort of like pressed powder or setting powder or something just to like make sure that I didn't look like a grease ball in front of all of my. Maybe like a Neutrogena white boyfriend. <laughs> that weird room of
2: mean girls and exes. <laughs> An Idris Elba. And then a pilot who looks like Paul Newman.
3: Yeah. A young Paul Newman. A young
2: Paul Newman. Very handsome. Also, look, we get on this plane, young Paul Newman and Idris Elba are gonna be paying attention to Oprah Winfrey, and Michelle Obama. I mean, obviously they're taken, but they're but not gonna be like, ooh, but Kate they've
3: had the whole ride over to talk to them. That's true. That's true. Now they're interested in us. And us and our castaway style. <laughs> yeah, we probably smell bad. That's what I'm saying. Deodorant, right? Yeah.
2: But not for the cameras. But you could use the Neutrogena wipes on your face and in your pits.
3: But again, you don't need those for the cameras. I like how you're approaching this <laughs> I'm so I'm really logically. focused I love it. on the Focusing cameras. Focusing on the
2: appearance, the interview yes. that we're going to do I mean, with that Oprah. That was the question. Here's a question. Yes. Why is Michelle Obama there? She doesn't need to deal with this. What else is she doing?
3: She's got a tour. I think she's writing a
2: book. Yeah, she's coming out. Also just fucking relaxing after the past eight years. Right,
3: but I'm saying like she doesn't have as many responsibilities as she did when she was first that's lady. That's fair. So, you know, if she wants to take a day or two to go, I, I assume we're in the South Pacific because that's where all these things happen. Um, she can do that.
2: I would love it if we were on Super Soul Sundays.
3: I'm also wondering, how did we get there? What were we doing? What were we doing? <laughs> were we taking flying lessons? <laughs> what happened? And the plane went down. What also
2: is anyone sad about? What happened to the other people on the plane? Was anyone else? Were there, there
3: other people on the plane? We have a lot of questions. <sighs> what happened to the podcast? Who took over the podcast? While we were on the island, maybe we were maybe we recorded episodes back episodes. We were we just recorded for years, and now we'll just release them all. <laughs> the only thing that survived were our makeup bags and our podcast, and podcast. equipment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're just.
3: What's your intention
2: this week on the island, Dory? Uh, I'm just gonna try to get those coconuts and spearfish. Try not to get too depressed about the fact that we're stranded on
3: a fucking island. Oh my! I mean, it's a miracle we're still speaking to each other. (laughs) How can you imagine? (laughs) Well, on that note, wow, that
2: was that was quite a thought exercise. I did enjoy having a question that was kind of like a challenge, like a riddle. Yeah. Also, listener, again, I want to know: Did you just make that up and think about it all day, or did someone pose that to you? Because that is a that is an elaborate,
3: yes, elaborate, very
2: specific. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for that.
3: Thank you, Um, and we will talk to you next week.